With $20 worth of quarters in my pocket, I think I'm living in the shade of an 80s arcade. Shall we play a game? Oh. Hello and welcome, and I'm your host Joel McLaughlin, living in the shade of the 80s arcade from 80s Arcade Studio here in beautiful Grove City, Ohio. And today I just thought it would be a great, I think I mentioned possibly doing an in-depth um, talk on Paperboy, uh, which is one of, the, one of the great video games of the year 1980. Four slash nineteen eighty five. So, why this game? Uh, well, one of the things that arcades give you, and it's starting to get easier to do this in the home setting. But one of the things that arcades could always do better than um, most home systems of the time was to be able to play with special controllers. Um, pole position it was a steering wheel and a gear shift and a, and a pedal uh, which you can do that easily now uh, but back then those devices didn't really exist in the home setting um, and with Paperboy you had a uh, handlebar <laughs> and you can pull that up and pop wheelies and stuff like that and that was a very unique control system that this this game had and I don't know any other way that you can play this game the right way. So let's talk a little bit about this wonderful game, one of the best games uh, that came out of that year. Um, first, uh, the Paperboy was released by Atari. According to Wikipedia, it says February 1985, but some of the references I've seen also say 1984. Let's just say 1985, uh, and it was released on Atari's System 2 board. Uh, the player controls a paperboy on a bicycle delivering newspapers along a suburban street, which is displayed in a cabinet perspective or oblique projection view. Uh, the player attempts to deliver a week of daily newspapers by subscribing to subscribing customers, attempts to vandalize non-subscribers' homes, and must avoid hazards along the street. Subscribers are lost by missing a delivery, or damaging a subscriber's house, and if the player loses all of their lives or runs out of subscribers, the game ends. The game begins with a choice of difficulty levels, and I loved how they um, named these. are essentially named for street names. Uh, the easy level was called Easy Street. Uh, the middle difficulty was called Middle Road. And, of course, the hard one was called Hardway. Um... The doctor of the game was per to perfectly deliver papers to subscribers for an entire week, avoiding crashing, which counts as one of the player's lives before the week ends. Uh, the game lasts for seven in-game days, Monday through Sunday. Controlling the paperboy with the handlebar controllers, the player attempts to deliver newspapers to subscribers. Each day begins by showing... An overview of the street indicating subscribers and non-subscribers. Subscribers and non-subscribers' homes are easy to discern 
in the level itself. Subscribers are usually gold colored. Um, Non-subscribers might say go have a doormat that says go away, and their dev uh, might have like a skeleton sitting in front. Um, they're just not friendly looking houses. Uh, your subscribers are all the gold ones. So, um, so you score points by delivering uh, to each house successfully, uh, either uh, the doorstep or the mailbox. And if you hit the mailbox, you get some extra points. Um, and uh, when you went through a non-subscriber's house, you can basically break the windows and do whatever you want to them and get more points. Uh, at the end of each stage, there's a little training course, kind of a BMX-inspired training course with various obstacles to throw papers at, which give bonus points, blah, blah, blah. When a player f fails to deliver a paper to the house or damages a subscriber's house by breaking the windows, the resident will cancel their subscription and the house turns dark. Uh, basically becomes a non-subscriber house. The player can again regain subscribers by getting a perfect delivery, which adds one extra subscriber. Uh, the paper boy can hold no more than 10 papers at once. Other refills can be found throughout the level. Basically, you'll see a bundle of papers sitting there. You just pick them up and your paper MO, for lack of a better term, uh, will be refilled. Uh, Paperboy can uh, hold 10 papers. Um, of course, I just said that. <laughs> papers can also be used to stun enemies with the exception of cars. Cars can't, you can hit a car all you want with the paper. It's not going to do nothing. But um, some of the obstacles, like one of the obstacles is a drunk man stumbling uh, out into the street. You can hit him and that'll stop him from tackling you. Uh, RC cars um, will also be in the street and you can hit those with a with paper and those will usually stop too other things uh, are depending on where you are um, if you're riding on the sidewalk or riding in the street um, if you ride in the street you got to be careful for um, well those aforementioned RC cars um, sewer grates so if your bike falls into a sewer grate you lose a life there's also cars pulling out of driveways that might run into you um, either in the street or on the sidewalk um, and occasionally, um, uh, one of the enemies you'll see in the street is a guy working a jackhammer, kind of familiar cause I've had that happen, uh, in my neighborhood <laughs> and other enemies as you go through the game. Um, uh, so, uh, let's, um, go ahead. I'm going to take a break and um, put a thanks out to our wonderful friends, uh, and, uh, anchor itself. And we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit about the development um, and uh, about um, other um, developments within Paperboy. Before we go and say thanks to our awesome host, Anchor, for making this show possible, I do have a couple shout-outs to my good friend, Rob Fott, in Living in the 80s. If you love the 80s as much as I do, you do want to check out that show. You might hear Rob. You might hear a little bit of Matt Moore. Um, hey, you never know what you're going to get over there. And I also want to put a great shout-out to my buddy, Big J, Jason Peitzmeyer, for putting out the awesome Chewing the Fat as well as Free For All. If you're a conservative or into conservative uh, politics at all, you do want to check out that show. And uh, I want to thank both of them for being awesome.
And I f- forgot to mention that you also want to check out uh, this show and Living in the 80s on Roundtown Radio. Thank you, DJ Flounder, also known as Travis Young. Uh, love you, brother. Uh, thank you for playing the show, and uh, you're just awesome. So uh, let's go ahead and thank our hosting provider. And welcome back to the show. I do want to put in a little extra thank thank you uh, to my friends Rob. Rob is still in the moving process, so they are on a temporary hiatus playing uh, um, review, like basically best past recorded shows, uh, which is uh, just to keep the feed active. Um, and um, he's in the middle. Once he finally moves, hopefully he will start up with new shows. And we can um, uh, basically, hopefully, I can get invited back. Um, I'm open to it. We'll be a lot closer, Rob. Anyway, and I'll bring the pizza. Um, and I also want to uh, put a big shout out, again, another shout out to uh, Jason Peitzmeyer, uh, who runs the uh, Chewing the Fat uh, network of podcasts. And specifically, uh, I wanted to mention that rowdyim.com, what, 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 dot rowdyim.com hosts and plays the free-for-all podcast every Tuesday and Thursday morning at 10 Central on Rowdy IM. So uh, you may want to check that out. Um, If you're unfamiliar with podcasts and how they really work, um, that might be a great way if you want to tune into them. Uh, uh, RowdyIM.com is where you would go. And uh, we'll get back into into Paperboy, and uh, we'll have a great finishing of this deep dive into one of the best games of 1984. Uh, reception of the game, um, uh, three reviewers in electronic games, monthly game game. Uh, oh, hold on a second. I'm, I'm going to ports and sequels, which that's not what I wanted to go for yet. Um, <laughs> must have closed the one I really wanted to read off of. Okay, so development of the game. Uh, the cabinet of the game was standard upright with custom controls. Controls consisted of a bicycle handlebar, uh, which was a modified Star Wars yoke. Um, that's something I didn't know. Uh, it had a button on each side used to throw the papers, and the handlebars can be pushed forward to accelerate and pulled back to break. Uh, the game runs on, I already mentioned the Atari System 2 hardware. The CPU is a 10 megahertz uh, Digital Equipment Corporation, DEC, um, T11 chip. For sound and coin inputs, it uses a 2.2 megahertz MOS technology, 6502. What didn't use it in the 80s? <laughs> Got to be one of the most popular chips um, in that time. Sound chips are two pokies. Uh, so the pokey chip from the Atari computer, uh, 8-bit computers, were used for the sound. Um, the Yamaha YM2151 chip was used for music, and the Texas Instruments TMS5. 220 was used for speech. Yeah, it had some uh, real good speech clips. Um, like uh, you start up the game. So, upcoming here, uh, I did mention the voice samples. Let's listen to a few of those right now. You realize, of course, this means war. Okay, now I'm mad. I've been slimed. Uh oh. Oh, wow. That's what I get. That's no good. Whoa, where am I? Boy, what a headache. Just one of those days. 
Sometimes I hate this job. What a jerk I am. Oh no. That's no fair. That's not my fault. Oh man, that's bogus. So as you can see there, um, <laughs> they don't sound too bad for the time. Uh, so um, it's just one of the amazing features of this game here. Um, you know, they had this voice uh, stuff in the game. And a lot, a lot of games. I mean, one of the first games I remember having voice was Star Wars, the arcade game there. And apparently um, that probably used the same chip, uh, the TMS-5220. I'll have to look and see if that's the case. Uh, we did do a deep dive, but I didn't talk about some of the technical aspects of that system. Uh, maybe I should do a revisit show on that. Um, so let's talk about ports and releases. Home ports started appearing in 1986. Some of these versions, the player can assume the role of the paper girl instead of the paper boy. Elite systems produced versions for the ZX Spectrum and Commodore 64, which were released in the United Kingdom in October 1986. Elite went on to release versions for the BBC Micro, Acorn Electron, Armstrad CPC, Commodore 16, and Commodore Plus 4 over the following months. Uh, there was a version for the Apple II GS, which was released in 1988 in the United States. The Nintendo Entertainment System version was developed by Eastridge Technology and published by Mindscape in December of 1988. Coverage of the NES version abruptly began at the summer CES in 1988 as a last-minute replacement for a port of the computer title Bad Street Brawler, which is about to be ported to the NES in October of 1989. Elite released versions for the Atari ST and the PC in the United Kingdom, followed by uh, Amiga version later that month, and the game was released for the Famicom uh, by Altron in January of 1991. In the United Kingdom, the Game Boy version by Mindscape was released in October or November of 1990. A Sega Master System version was released by Sega and US Gold. It was released in the United Kingdom in November of 1990. Atari released a version of Paperboy for the Atari Lynx in 1990 by March 1991. Uh, An NES version by Mindscape had been released in the United Kingdom Tengen, however, released versions for the Sega Genesis and the Sega Game Gear in 1992. In Japan, Game Machine listed the Paper Paperboy on their number November 1st, 1985 issue as being the fifth most successful upright arcade unit of the month in the United States, and it was the top-grossing arcade software conversion kit in December of 1985. On its debut, London's Amusement Trades Exhibition International, ATEI, show in 1985. Um, Computer and Video Games Magazine gave the arcade game a mixed review, praising the controls but criticizing the difficulty. The arcade game was the runner-up for Computer Gamer Magazine's Best Coin-Op Game Award, which was run won by uh, Capcom's Commando. In 2007, Spanner Spencer of Eurogamer rated the arcade version a 9 out of 10, praised its gameplay, graphics, and music. Uh, home computer ports topped the UK monthly sales charts in September of 1986, and again in November. Then it went on to become the 7th best-selling computer game of 1986 in the UK. Advanced Computer Entertainment Magazine offered praise for the Atari ST version 
awarding it a score of 850 out of 1,000, while Zero gave it a score of 86 out of 100. Ace and Zero noted that the Atari ST version looked and played like the arcade version. Uh, probably sans, sans Hanabar. <laughs> Uh, the Computer Gamer gave the ZX Spectrum version a rating of 16 out of 20, considering it to be a faithful conversion of the arcade game, while noting, noting that some people may find the gameplay to be repetitive. For the ZX Spectrum, Commodore 64, and Amstrad CPC versions, Ace gave the game a rating out of 5 out of 5. Nothing ex extremely well executed. Nothing. No, or excuse me. Noting the extremely well executed graphics and referring to the game as a budget classic. UK magazines, uh, UK magazine computer and video games gave the Commodore 64 version a 52% rating, criticizing its music and blocky and ill-proportioned sprites. Uh, the magazine gave the ZX Spectrum version an 83% rating. Ken McMahon of Commodore User reviewed the Commodore 16 Commodore Plus 4 version and rated them a 6 out of 10, no noting that it was too easy. Crash, and it goes on and on. The reception was very good for pretty much all of the arcade game and the ports. Um, it was re-released on the Nintendo 64, Xbox 360, and iPhone, and iPod Touch, uh, and uh, other systems that the game has been run on. Um, uh, and trying to see if there's any other systems. Nope, don't really see any systems. Um, there actually was a sequel for Paperboy, uh, mostly on home systems. And Paperboy 2 was released in 1991 for several home systems. Uh, Paperboy in the original arcade form is included in the 1998 PlayStation video game Arcade's Greatest Hits, the Atari Collection 2. Game Boy Color version was developed. This is a Paperboy 2 or Paperboy. I, it doesn't say. But Game Boy Color version was developed by Digital Eclipse Software, published by Midway Games, released in the United States in May, on May 30th of 1999. By July 1997, developer High Voltage Software had begun a conceptual development of a Nintendo 64 version that was searching for a game publisher with a possible release in 1998. In August of 1998, Midway Games announced that it would be published, publishing the Nintendo 64 game, um, which was still in conceptual stages, was expected for release in late 1999. The game was developed using a 3D polygonal game engine and was released in the United States on October 26, 1998. Uh, in May 2000, Midway announced plans to release Paperboy for the PlayStation later that year, although the game was never released. Uh, Paperboy was later included in a 2003 video game, Midway Arcade Treasures, a uh, compilation of arcade games for the Nintendo GameCube, PlayStation 2, Xbox, and Microsoft Windows. In 2005, Paperboy was included in the compilation Midway Arcade Treasures, Extended Play for the PlayStation Portable in May of 2005, Sega Mobile announced that it would be releasing Paperboy for mobile phones. The game was released in May of 2006, and the Xbox 360 version of Paperboy was released February 14, 2007, on Xbox Live Arcade. However, the game was removed by 2010. Uh, 
iPhone and iPod Touch version was released through the App Store uh, in December 18th of 2009. The game was developed by Vivid Games and published by Elite Systems. Elite removed the game from the App Store in March 2010 because of licensing conflict. Glue Mobile developed and published a new iPhone iPod Touch version titled Paperboy Special Delivery on November 4th of 2010. The game includes a 20-level story mode, which the Paperboy is saving money from his job to buy a new game console. But he later falls in love and throws roses instead of newspapers. The game also featured an optional tilt-based control mode in which the iPhone is tilted to control the Paperboy. A port of Paperboy uh, can be accessed in a 2015 version of LEGO Dimensions by using the arcade dock in the level painting the town black. It is also included an included title on the Midway Legacy Edition Arcade 1-Up cabinet. Um, other things that I noticed too, and I wish I could share the whole song here, uh, but if you go on the Facebook page, there in uh, 2015 there was actually a, a Paperboy-themed musical <laughs> video on YouTube. Uh, it was pretty hilarious. It talks about all the different characters that you run into as you doing your job as the Paperboy. Let's suffice it to say... Paperboy, while not the phenomenon that Pac-Man was, it was a wonderful game, and a lot of folks like me have a lot of great memories of it. So um, that's going to be it for this week. Um, while you're listening to this, I am in Charlotte, North Carolina, at the Southeast Linux Fest uh, as they return uh, as a in-person conference for this year uh, because COVID is is. Well, while not done done, it's pretty close to being done, and a lot of the mass restrictions and stuff like that have been lifted. So i um, anxious to get down there. going to drive down there t- uh, uh, tomorrow because it's not quite midnight yet. Um, but I'll enjoy it, and it would be nice to see some of my friends at the Southeast Linux Fest. So um, I want to thank everyone for listening this week. Take care, and God bless. Mm-hmm.